Anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show that is real, the show that is fun, the show that is also exciting. And we will do it together. We are doing it together the way we do every show, except for two. <laughs> but that's how we yeah, do. But all the rest of them. <laughs> all the rest of them, we are together and we invite a guest. Well, even the two that we didn't do, we, you and I were together. We were together. We you and weren't, I. We weren't together with another person. Right. It was just, just the two of us, like that song. Like the song, Just the Two of Us. Like the song, Just the Two of Us. Now, what is this show? We never we, we keep forgetting to explain what we're doing here. Cruising Together is a discussion of Tom Cruise movies in chronological order, one by one, episode by episode. That's right. We're watching every movie. We're, we're bringing guests on who also watch the movies. Except for twice. Except for twice. <laughs> but today we have a guest. But technically, that first one, we were just going through the list of movies. Right. So we only really did one movie Except for without once. a guest. Except for once. Right. All the right moves. Right. Right. Moves. All the right moves. Yeah. Now, this movie we're talking about today is a movie called Jack Reacher. And, and today, do we have a guest? Not only do we have a guest, we are... Do you remember... Well, we'll bring the, we'll bring the guest in. Our guest <laughs> is Matthew Winner. Hey, Hello. everybody. And, and you may or may not detect a tone in the voice, a sound. We're doing this for the second time. We're reaching out via Skype. Do I sound a bit Skypey? But maybe you won't because we're going to use your recording, so it may oh, no, not. Oh, no, I'm going to... It's going to sound nice. Yeah, it's going to sound sweet. To the yeah, listener, nice. it all sounds smooth. But I think what's relevant is the f- expression I use, we reached out Yes, to Matthew Winner. Like right. Jack. Like Jack I, Reacher. Yeah, that's true. I jumped on it like a jackrabbit. Oh. Sure. Sure. Right? That works. But here's the, here's the first question out of the gate. Jack, be nimble. First question out of the gate. Do you guys remember reach out and touch someone? <laughs> no. Um, no. Really? What is I it? don't think. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a song, maybe? It was a commercial jingle, I think, for AT&T. Oh, for the, for the phone. Yeah. Reach out. Uh, reach yes. out. Reach out and touch someone. All right. Yes? No? You're a little younger Jack, than us, Matthew. Jack, reach out. Reach out and touch someone. There yeah. are um, significant right. phone scenes in Jack Reacher. There are definitely yes, there are. significant phone scenes. Is that where you were going with this? No, I'm saying it's Jack Reacher. We've reached out and touched someone via Skype, which isn't the phone, but it's kind of the phone, but isn't the phone. It's the future phone. It's the future Perhaps phone. Perhaps there's an opportunity here. Perhaps there's an opportunity here to remix the uh, trailer to get to get the uh, the reach out and touch someone. On the, the all the phone touching scenes, I, I, I like the sound of that. This sounds like a meme, a scene meme. That's true. There's, there's a couple. There's a couple uh, phone touchy things that are. Uh, there's some pretty significant ones. All right. It seems like we keep skating around. We should probably get to talking about the movie. But before we do that, before we start talking about the the thing we're here to talk about, yeah, I want to do a little bit of who Matthew Winner is. Matthew Winner is a elementary school. Librarian, teacher mm-hmm. librarian. What do you go by, librarian or teacher librarian? Uh, I think nationally we're called teacher librarians. In my county, we're library media specialists. Uh, it's all to say that we uh, teach kids in the library. So what I think is fun is 
I think of you in that capacity. So I think of you as a very gentle, very pleasant. Oh, thank like, you. You speak to children. You speak about children's books on your podcast, which we'll plug during our, our break. I appreciate that. No problem. You're saying he's not the type of person to go on a murderous killing spree with a no. sniper rifle? No, no. I'm saying <laughs> this show can get grow like grown up. So we're going to have like a grown up talk. Yeah, it's a little red band. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We, we might hear it doing... be real fun and inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> we might hear Matthew Winter say a cuss word. Oh, we will we will cuss together. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, it is not mandatory. You don't no, have to cuss. Absolutely not. Wally Wackerman refused to. Yes. He wouldn't say the word orgy. Oh, is that a cuss? No, but it's a puppet, so it's, he's got a whole different set of it's, rules. It's kind of crossing a certain boundary. It's it's it, it's certainly sexual in nature. Oh, well. Well, to be fair, we had an episode of um one of the review podcasts I do called Best Book Ever where we did in one episode talk about um uh, vomit and masturbation and drug abuse and a whole bunch of things in children's books. A lot of subversion in children's books. So it's gotten close a couple times, yes. but not Things perhaps are... not. Uh, wow. We're going to go new places today. It'll be wonderful. We're going to reach side of uh, Matthew Winner. You're going to yeah. We're going to do some. Reaching. We're going to reach right into that cuss button. Let's do it. So <laughs> now that we've done all the introductions, right? You're saying it's time to cruise. Well, we've been cruising. Once you hear that theme song, go. The engine has started. The car is rolling. Well, so then, <laughs> is it now? Is it time to put the pedal to the metal, like all the way to the like to floor it? Now it's time to floor it. It's time to do the first segment of the show. Before we talk about the movie more, we're going to tell people what the movie's about. Catch our... the listeners up to speed in the briefest and yet concisest and yet descriptivest way as possible. I don't know if I could have explained this. The competitiveness most way too because I, I, I I've been listening now and I like that there's a little competition going between who can best do this and well, uh, yes I, th yeah, so. I think it has been good for the podcast even though it's been terrible for our friendship now hold on now let me just before we like <laughs> you guys friendship. you guys have done an incredible job explaining what this next segment is like <laughs> unbelievable I, if anybody has any questions I don't imagine. What I'm about to do is useful at all. But for like the two people who don't know what is about to happen, I'm going to explain. <laughs> the recap battle is where Chris and I have, in advance of this recording, written down a synopsis, a recap, something to the effect, to that effect, of this movie Jack Reacher. We will each read them independently. And our guest, Matthew Winner, will judge and decide. I'm going to be judging... Yeah, am I judging? I'm judging the reach caps. I assume this time. Ooh, Ooh. reach caps. Yes, am I right? Excellent. You're right. Excellent. You're 100 percent right. The judge putting his personal stamp on yeah. this episode. So Matthew Winner will be judging the reach caps. He will he'll be delivering justice upon the reach caps. Uh huh. In his own, however he chooses, it's his criteria, and he will choose one of us to be the recapper supreme, and the other will be recapitated. Finish him now. Normally, I check the last episode we recorded to see who went first, and I cannot remember who went first in Rock of Ages. Chris, do you remember who went first in Rock of Ages? No. I think you might have gone first. Was Rock of Ages the last one we did? It is. It's the movie that came out before Jack Reacher. Let's see. Rock of Ages. With Tyler. It was yeah, a good time. It was with, I know. I'm going to yeah, say you went first. I don't, I don't first. remember who went first. So I'll go first, and if I'm wrong... Apologies to the listeners for not doing my homework. Uh, you know, I don't really think it matters because I'm going to crush you whether you go first or second. <laughs> well, then I will let you. I will let you go second. Thank you. You're welcome. 
All right, I will begin with my recap. Matthew Winters taking out a pen. This is wow. That's just teaching Mark. I'm going to make pen. judging criteria. He's about while to take us go. to school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. well played. Thank you. All right, here we go. After a sniper kills what appears to be five random people, an attorney defends the man accused against her father, the DA. The accused man, before entering a state of coma, asks for Jack Reacher, played by Tom Cruise, a former military drifter, who shows up, assesses, determines the whole thing is a setup, figures out the motive, uncovers police corruption, and delivers justice to the real criminals, including a two-fingered Warner Herzog, beyond the reach of the law, with punches, kicks, car chases, and gunfire along the way. Period. That was a recap of Jack Reacher by Greg Shegel. Thank you. Well done, sir. Yeah, no problem. Chris? It's almost a shame. Oh, boy. I'm about to get schooled. <laughs> I'm about to get schooled and taught in the same All right. br- breath. A summary of Jack Reacher by Chris Russo. Former U.S. Army sniper James Barr has been framed for sniping five people to death at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Instead of confessing, James Barr requests the detective and district attorney to get Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher, played by Tom Cruise, is a drifter and former U.S. Army military police officer. He is not an easy man to get, but he gets gotten of his own free will when he learns of James Barr's alleged killing spree on the news. Jack Reacher reveals, however, that he is not there to defend James Barr. Jack Reacher came here to bury him. It turns out James Barr killed some people he wasn't supposed to in Afghanistan, and old Jack Reacher still has a chip on his shoulder because of it. However, Barr's defense attorney, Helen Roden, urges Jack Reacher to become her lead investigator. For no reason other than to satisfy his own curiosity, Jack Reacher agrees so he can see the evidence. Jack Reacher immediately realizes James Barr was framed and spends the rest of the movie trying to prove it, which winds up being impossible, so he kills all the bad guys. The end. All right, so those are two. <laughs> well done, both of you. Well done, both of you. <laughs> two different approaches to recaps. I, I think that um, one of the things, if I can speak generally about you both. You are the judge. Uh, I... The floor is yours. Oh, I appreciate that. One of the things I appreciated uh, about both of your recaps By is the that way, they both. By the way, I have to say your your shirt, your sweater shirt situation is very, very nice looking shirt. Oh, oh. thanks. So I appreciate you reaching out across the Skype lines sure. to compliment he's, me. He's That's kiss, very kind. He's kissing. He's kissing your butt. He's kissing your. Butt. I will allow it. And, and okay. I will allow it. <laughs> it brings out <laughs> the judges the, rule. Brings out the color in your face and your hair. Your oh. hairstyle is impeccable. Oh, as well. the color in my face. <laughs> <laughs> it brings out the oranges and blues of my face. I yes. appreciate that. Yes. Will you well, so um, as, as I was saying before, um, I was so rudely complimented. No, oh. it was very nice. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> you both had uh, sort of a similar tactic to approaching your summaries, which is that I feel like I got an awful lot up front about <laughs> setting the scene. And then it just blew through the plot. Which was wonderful. It was not unlike the movie itself that spent an awful lot of time setting up the the story and then just went very quickly. Um, But I think 
in terms of alliteration, which is uh, a fun thing for me to hear in my ears, uh, because of uh, memorable phrases such as, he gets gotten... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think today I'm giving credit to Chris for his summary uh, because of, uh, if nothing else, for the flowery language alone. Congratulations, Congratulations Chris. Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that means I am once again <laughs> recapitated. I, I will say this. Now, tell me if this would have scored me any points. Midway through Chris's okay. very long recap, <laughs> dare I say it was a recapitulation. That's how long it was. <laughs> You can. I'll allow it. I had the thought that I really should have thought about writing it as though it were a children's story and started with, oh. once upon a time, a sniper killed five people randomly. Too late now, Greg. You already lost. Then, I know I lost. I'm just saying, would that have been like a winning formula or would it have been two on the nose? Would it have been a winner formula? Oh, a Matthew oh, winner formula. Wow. I'm going to say it would have been... It would have been two on the nose, and Chris, I'm docking you three points for <laughs> using my name. I was the wrong just way, about you know? to ask you, how tired do you get of people <laughs> docking points, making winner, winner uh, 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 puns, P- puns, puns? wordplay, comments? Like, hey, you're, it looks like you're a real winner here. Must be a real winner. Uh, when we were uh, considering names for our daughter, we were told to consider Ima. That's cute. Thanks. I'm a winner. Um, <laughs> now, here's the question, though. <laughs> but, but Krista, or uh, Greg, to answer your question, though, it would have been, I think, too on the nose for Once Upon a Time. A little too fairy tale Sure, sure. Uh, I think the modern picture books are doing a lot more work than just defaulting to Once Upon a Time. Well, in fairness to myself, this is off the, this is off the dome. You know what I mean? I'm just, I know. Well, yeah. it is quite a dome you have. Um, yeah, thank you for that. So you, you failed when you prepared, and you failed when you were unprepared. <laughs> yeah, I'm a failure across the you board. You are recapitated. <laughs> now, I want to go back to the name and the, and, the, and, the, and the mockery of this name, or the punning of your name. Okay. Did it ever turn, and people didn't use winner, but went loser on you? We, in, um, in school, in elementary school, um, I actually went to school with a kid named Jacob Wiener. Oh, boy. Poor uh, guy. And so, th- so I think perhaps lucky for me and perhaps <laughs> unlucky for him, um, my name just kind of was a sight word. So we were okay with the word winner, and we just kind of went on with it, and his name was definitely still Wiener at the end of the day. But now post-elementary school, when you uh, were in high school. when I became a teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, obviously, when I, when I, even when I got in front of children, when I became a teacher and, uh, <laughs> and you find out the children, um, just don't change from the time that you were a kid or not, uh, then I got a lot of that. Uh, it's sweet the way sometimes the students, when they first learn my name, think that it's winter. Um, and then when their parents call me the wrong name, they sort of, um, violently, um, correct, reprimand their parents and say, no, it's winter. But, um, certainly I get, uh, on the days that I upset them, they're like, oh, Mr. Win- Mr. Winner, more like Mr. Loser. Yeah, that's what I'm talking uh, about. Or um, their bus driver. I have a bus driver. Yeah, there's a bus driver that uh, I get along really well with, one of their bus drivers. And uh, he says, winner, winner, chicken dinner all the time. Sure. Well, uh, of course. Which I've come to accept and love. Yeah, I just didn't know if there was like maybe a Reggie Mantle at your high school who if every time you tripped, you'd be like, <laughs> more like Matthew Loser. Yeah, that thankfully um, I was nerdy enough to be lost in the crowd in high school, a and ghost. so that wasn't a problem. You were like it was a ghost, a Jack Reacher. 
I was, yeah. I mean, they knew my name, but that was all they could find about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you'd show up, <laughs> solve problems. Well, yeah, when you, when you wanted to show up, that's when you'd show up. I didn't come to solve problems. To be fair, I came to bury problems. <laughs> oh, and you had one ser- one pair of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> One pair. This is, this is the only shirt I have. <laughs> Which, by the way, I feel like I've been lax in my responsibility in, in the shirtless count. He is shirtless in Jack Reacher, and they make a point and of actually, it in the movie. Yeah, and actually points out why he's shirtless. I don't know that that we, insofar as is your chronicling so far, I don't think he's given excuse before as to say, "Hey, I'm not trying to be shirtless. This is just the only shirt I have." Yeah, normally it's just part of. What's he's you know he has to change a shirt so we yeah, see him shirt. Well, most people take their shirts off every day they don't it's not abnormal you know when you, when you shower us, yeah, that's right. at some point yeah but most people aren't Tom Cruise on a movie whose full name as we all now know is Thomas, Thomas Cruise Mayfather the Fourth. <laughs> These are the facts. I would say though that not most of us when we take off our shirt have. Um, eyes googling at us the way that uh this man did I sometimes questioned whether or not it was <laughs> tom cruise playing jack reacher or jack reacher playing tom cruise in this movie because oh. uh every every woman he walked past definitely uh i think got weak need for well, this that boy. was that's okay so in in the movie when we first hear of jack reacher they show that he, we don't see his face we just sort of know and there's a shot of him in a bed and a lady just walks by in her underwear. That's right. And that, thong, the thong, thong, thong. He, did, <laughs> he did some reaching. Who sang that song? The thong song? Cisco. 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 Baltimore. Is the he Baltimore a Baltimore man. native? Yeah, Cisco in Drew Hill. Um, they used to, we have a, a, in the Inner Harbor, there, there's a fudge place that you can go and see the guys make the fudge and they all sing when they do it. And that's where his band, Drew Hill, started. So he's a Baltimore guy. Hmm. How about that? Fun times. There's your, and this is your fun fact for the day about Baltimore. Oh, I feel like we're going to get more fun facts than that. Did you know? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Wait, thong song. What year was that? 99? 98? 99, 2000? Maybe 98. It might have been. 98, 99. I'm going to we say were working together. 98 or 99. Yeah. What happened to Cisco? He became an actor very briefly. And that was it. I don't know. This is a podcast about Tom Cruise. I feel. Wait, hold on. Watch me bring it to Tom Cruise. I think Cisco is who's being made fun of in Tropic Thunder by that the rapper character in Tropic by Thunder. Al, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Alpa. Alpha Chino. Alpha Chino. True or false? Would you agree or disagree that that's who's being made fun of in that movie, Tropic Thunder, starring uh, Tom I th- Cruise? I think it's a little bit more of a. Uh, of a, um, I think it's a, a more of a generalization than that. But a Melvin? Yeah. Amalgam? Oh, amalgam. Amalgam. Like, certainly Cisco will qualify, but Cisco wasn't quite, wasn't really a rap. He was a singer more than a rapper. Right. And Al Pacino, True. I think, was a rapper. Al Pacino. I think that guy <laughs> from Tropic Thunder was a, more of a rapster. A rapster? Like a, like a, like a ludicrous? Rippity raptastic. <laughs> <laughs> Chris almost just choked on his own raps. <laughs> remember Parappa the Rapper, guys? That's what you're Vaguely. making me think of right now. Yeah, I never played it, but I remember it. All right, so what did you guys think about this movie? Had you seen it before? I had not. This I had not seen this before, this and it's 2012. It's it's newer. Did yeah. you know it was based on a book? 
I knew it that. Was based I, didn't, on tw- I didn't know that before. A series of 20 books. Are there 20 books? Yeah, I didn't know that beforehand either. When I looked it up, it was based on a series of 20 books. This is – I have. A, I made a note. Uh, there's uh, 20 books. This is the ninth book in the series called One Shot, and they, uh, they're filming a sequel now yes. uh, based on the 18th book oh, we'll Never be, Go we'll Back, be back and Tom Cruise has signed on. We'll certainly I mean, really. talk about that one, won't we, Chris? The the next movie? Yeah. The, next, the second Jack Reacher movie? If well, Tom Cruise is in it. I, I knew that there was a sequel coming, and at the end of this movie— If it gets did— you will do it. At the end of this movie, we get uh, James Barr describing who Jack Reacher is and how he's coming after him. Do you have um, a quote you're about to read? You took out your sheet of paper. I do have a quote. He says, there's this guy. He's kind of he's a kind of cop. At least he used to be. He doesn't care about the law. He doesn't care about proof. He only cares about what's right. He knows what I did. He knows where I am. And this guy, he made me a promise. If I ever got in trouble again, he'd be there. So you so, suspect James so I Barr. Want, I want James Barr to get in trouble again, and Jack Reacher shows up again. Oh. <laughs> Do you think that happens in all 20 books? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always, always James Barr. <laughs> and I think in this one, what happens is he gets a parking ticket. Right. Because he didn't pay the meter this time. Because he didn't pay the meter this yeah. time. Which is, you know, comes up repeatedly in this movie. The idea, like, like one of the major clues that breaks the case wide open at least in Jack Reacher's mind, is that the killer actually paid for parking in the parking meter. Right. And he says, why why would anybody do that? And so, like, I wonder if Jack Reacher knows about parking tickets, that you can get ticketed. It seems that Jack Reacher knows a lot of things. He knows a lot lot of things things that most people don't know. Yeah. But the one thing that I would think he should know, because everyone else knows it, is that if you don't put money into the parking meter... You can get a ticket. I and end up paying even more money than a quarter. With I think in this particular it. instance, his question was, why pay the meter if you're only going to be there for 10 minutes to kill a, a bunch of people? And I and I agree with that line of thinking, but he brings it up so many times. And one of the times he says, why would anybody pay for parking, sane or crazy? I understand. <laughs> I, yeah. He, he takes it to an extreme. but and, and then I call that into question. But that's the clue that helps him figure out that Emerson is the corrupt cop. He's the guy that's uh, causing all the real problems, like more problems. Not the real problems. There's a lot of guys causing problems. If Jack doesn't have any record of of who he is, no no one knows anything about Jack. So that means he wouldn't have a licensed vehicle. So that means he's not driving, right? And, uh... Maybe he just hasn't been in a situation before that's where true. he's encountered well, any he does, meter maids. That's true. <laughs> he does have the ability to borrow any car he wants to at will. Yes. That's true. He's very that's a, he's, a super superpower. Well, he's a great car thief. He likes he you know what he does? He jacks a bunch of cars. And he does. He's a great ah. carjacker. Yeah, he's a great car jack reacher. Well, I noticed that he also just reaches out his hand and they give him the keys. Yeah. So <laughs> Yes. So so it's not always that he's, you know, taking them without will. I mean, with Sandy, he was just like, keys. That, that's happened. why I said borrow. But like, but, but he fairness. also probably could have said, He can convince bra, anybody to let them borrow his car. Too. I mean, we could talk about Sandy <laughs> probably for the whole show. But <laughs> when he asked for the keys, there was a lot of lead up to that where, you know, he she was afraid of him. And then she made this her, you know, she brought him brought him down. And then she sort of realized, oh, this guy's not the worst guy. He's going to try and solve some things, maybe. And or she was just scared out of her mind. Because she's a broken girl, then she was like, okay, I'm no longer scared. Do you still want to do it to it? Yeah, she and did want to like, do it to it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, he, he had a Do certain charm. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't trust that. I thought that that was more of like, okay, I'm going to meet up with this guy, and then I'll let Jeb know I'm meeting up with him. No, but I think she wanted to do it to it right there in the office. I think she was ready to rock. I think and roll. so too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that. I think so too. She's like, I think you have an auto part that I'd like to see. They were and an auto like, store. That, I, that I'd like. She was to, like, "Do you want to look under my hood?" Yeah, that, that I'd like to enter into the into my database. Yeah, she's like, "I need to do inventory on your auto parts." <laughs> <Into my> d- <laughs> <laughs> she was doing the books, I think. Right? Yes, Sandy. Yeah, that's true. She was keeping the books. She was keeping. She was balancing them. And she needed his part in order to re- retain balance. That's right. <laughs> his auto part. Now, which right, of his and cars... She put on really, really dark lipstick in order to convince everyone that working at an auto store is the right job for her. Was she wearing dark lipstick? She was. I was noticing that... Maybe it was Maybe it was because they were trying to make her look even more pale and cracked out or something. <laughs> but her lipstick was very dark. I mean, it might have been the fashion <laughs> of the day in 2000. I, Nine think, or I, think, I think that that's what just what that's a young true. lady who's who's uh, trying to get herself all hooched up to go out. Definitely, there was definitely a. Yeah, I mean, that's true. When Jack Reacher makes his assessment of her in that bar, yeah, not James Bar, but just a bar they were in. The bar they were in. He he definitely makes a he makes quick work of her in terms of of he, assessing what he her get, her he motives. Gets in, he gets are. in her head real quick. Yeah, he calls her a prostitute. No, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't say those words, but he basically implies it. She infers it. He implies it. And then we get a whole yeah, other that, situation. The back and forth. There's a whole bunch of... Yeah, he's like, I didn't call her this. I was going to call her a slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he... Yeah, there, there's some good retorts there. I liked it. It was fun. I liked that bar scene a lot. That was a good bar scene. Well, speaking of good scenes... Are we, do, are we doing this now? Before oh, the we break? Are we going here? All right, we're what doing do it. What do we want to okay. do after the break? Well, you've invoked it. We're doing it. Tom. I'm gonna top. We're doing top toms for unprecedented before the break top toms. This is the segment where we talk about our top Tom Cruise moments in the movie. Chris, you were very excited to get to it. Well, uh, I'm always excited to get to the top toms. I have two top toms I have with f- a possible third. I have five. Five. I have three. All right. Five. That's maybe, amazing. Maybe you guys add yours together. You come up with exactly my list. So do we do this category st- style where we go one by one and see who knocks them out? Yes. Do we agree? Yeah. Guest, would you like to go first? Guest. Matthew, would you like to yes. go first? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, host. It. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, the... Um, What's your top most my, top top? Your my top, top most, because yeah. it was ridiculous and I can't stop thinking about it, um, was um, at Jeb's house. It was Jeb. That's the guy's name, right? Jeb? Yeah. yeah at, at Jeb's house when there's that ridiculous um, sort of Three Stooges-esque <laughs> um, bathroom scene. That bathroom but scene. But then was... Tom – that was great. Yeah. I mean, that was great. But then Tom uses the one guy's head to beat up on the other guy's head. That was great for me. That was pretty <laughs> just, great. I could kind of hear like the wah, 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 wah through the whole thing. It was just, yes, it was funny. The, the whole scene was fantastic. And I have, and this, maybe this crosses mine off the list. Yeah, it might. That's what I'm saying. I specifically called out, uh, Tom takes a bat to the head <laughs> and it, it only momentarily <laughs> stuns him. 
Wait, yeah. so I but I have a question about that though. Yeah. Because of the the guys and how how the scene went, how much did he take it to the head, and how much did the door frame take it? Because maybe um, he only got a, a, a smidgen of it to the head. His head did bleed. That's true, but oh, okay. But I so think what Matthew's bleed. saying is that the door frame might have interrupted he, some of the he momentum. Didn't get, he didn't get the full impact right. of what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm saying it was it was enough that Wait, so like, it he sounds did, like he fell into the tub and he stayed there long enough to to look like he was stunned and out of it. And, yeah. then, and then the Three Stooges scenario bought him some time. Yes, because those guys were beating each they, other. Well, up. they first they couldn't fit through the door. Well, they, and they were they were fighting each other to like be the one that gets to beat up Tom. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to call it out here, but it does sound like we're talking about inertia a little bit, right? A little. It feels like we're getting a little scientific. So I don't mean to call it out, but I'm hearing you explain it, Chris, and it's making me really happy to hear that. You're saying. I think I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> get ready to learn. Get ready to have fun. It's time for Chris's science corner. Chris's science corner. Where Chris will explain some of the science. Can you explain some of the science of that scene? Okay, well, the specific science that Matthew is referring to, I believe, with the baseball bat connecting to the head and the door frame at the same time. Yeah. So the bat is got the its full momentum is now distributed amongst among two objects, one being Tom Cruise's skull, the other being the door frame. And the door frame prevents the bat from following through and connecting solely to Tom Cruise's skull, which if it was solely connecting to his skull, it probably would have cracked it, maybe even killed him. As such, with much of that momentum diverted, it was only momentarily stunning, causing uh, bleeding, probably some swelling. Tom (laughs) Tom recovered. And enough time to smash one of the thugs' head against the other until they were both knocked out. This has been Science Corner with Chris. Fantastic. All right. That was an exceptional science summary. I really do appreciate that. I, I, I wasn't ready for it. I did my best. No, you did a great job. That's why it's your you, science corner. Yeah, it was great. It's not my I kept science thinking corner. There were, there was a, clearly it's yours. There were there were moment after moment. I kept thinking this this guy, poor Jack, is going to get his face beat in with a uh, with a bat. And I wondered how. Maybe it was just the way the angles were shot. Um, but there were moments that felt like when they were practicing this scene, he must have got hit a couple times. <laughs> they must have missed a couple times. But or maybe they're using maybe fake bats. Not. You know what? We're going to find out if he was using fake bats or real bats when we come back after this break. Mid top toms. Wow. Unprecedented. Amazing. All right, Chris, it's time for one of our patented show breaks. Patented. Yeah, like General George S. Patented. Not like uh, we've registered with the patent office to make sure nobody copies us. It's like a regular patent Oswald break. Okay. Before we even get to the break, I have something that is important that I have to address right now. On this episode, for the second time ever, I said real, fun, and exciting, and I want to apologize for that. It's not exciting. It's inspiring. I I think that just brings more flavor to the whole show. That's like a bit of trivia 
You're that someday, 50 years, this will appear, appear in a trivia book. Which two episodes did Greg this say? This will appear exciting? in a trivia. It'll probably be an audio book. A trivia audio book. Well, if it's an audio podcast. It should be an audio trivia book. Okay, but they make books about things that aren't other books. Right, but I'm saying it would be within the spirit of the spirit. I'm just saying because it's the future, there will be no more paper books. Oh, there'll be paper books. Get off your Fahrenheit 451 kick, bro. Just get Have off you ever it. Read that? Have you ever even read that book? I did read it in 8th or ninth grade. I can't remember. I recommend it to all our listeners. Look around you, folks. It's happening now. I remember one of the big, uh, the big things was like the two characters were named after a pencil company and a paper company. That's so, heavy. Something like that. Yeah, man. Heavy. And there were robot dogs. I remember robot dogs. I don't remember. I just remember the fires. Yeah, man. <laughs> Four fifty-one. The firemen did not stop fires. What is it? They it's, created them. It's four fifty-one. Is the temperature at which paper burns? Is that the? Is that the premise? Because uh, that seems really know. hot. Yeah, it does. Seem, it seems like excessively hot. It <laughs> yeah. seems like paper. It wouldn't take that much for paper to burn. I would think you could do it with a magnifying glass in the sun. Exactly. All right, we've gone so off course. Without, now we're talking about lasers, without, really. Yeah, without even let's get laser focused on what's happening here. This show because the sun and a, and a magnifying glass equals laser. <laughs> yeah, and laser focus. This show, Cruising Together, is available on the internet at hatterentertainment.com slash cruising. That's where all past episodes live. That's where you can listen to the show. That's where you can donate to support the show. And that's where you can click a button and send us an email, which you can also do at cruising at hatterentertainment.com. Right, Chris? That's everything you need to know is found at, at, at hatterentertainment slash cruising. Hatterentertainment.com slash cruising. Aside, aside from that, we're on Twitter at Cruising Show, so you can tweet at us. Tweet, we, tweet us, folks. We'll hit the little heart button sometimes if it's heartable. Oh, I, I, even if it's not, I'll probably click it. Chris might hit, Chris might click the heart even if it's not. Yeah, even if you insult me, don't insult him. Please don't. The show, aside from being available at the website we mentioned you before. You insult me? I'm not pressing. I'm not clicking the heart. Don't click the heart. The heart's relatively new, right? It didn't used to be a heart. Is it like a star before? I think it was a star or a check mark. I can't remember. It's it's just like it's like Lucky Charms up in there. The show is also available on iTunes, where we encourage you to subscribe and rate the show five stars and leave a review. You can leave the words real, fun, and or inspiring. If you or don't know what's right. Or what? Reaching. Reaching. Yeah. Reach for the stars. How about Jack Reach for the Stars? Yeah, right. Jack Reach for the Stars. It will know you listen to this episode. Uh, this is episode thirty six, which means there are three more movies left. Whew. Until he puts out a new movie. Tom Cruise, that is. We're closing in. Closing in. Uh also uh, and, and we'll we'll talk about what's going to come after episode 39, maybe in the next break, in the next episode. Maybe not. I don't know. But maybe. Just to stay tuned we to spent, your <laughs> most most favorite part portion of the show, the we breaks. Sp- we spent so much time talking about lasers and fire and paper burning. We need to tell people about our guest, Matthew Winter. We do. Speaking of paper and books and reading, man, sometimes the segues just happen. 
Matthew Winter is like an ambassador for all like the best books. He is, as we mentioned earlier in the show, he's a teacher librarian. He yeah. is. Uh, you know, a lot of times, Greg, you, yeah. you and I, we, we we're cartoonists, and yes. we're always, we, every time we do one of these breaks, we plug our own books. But every time I go to like comic conventions or library conventions and such, and yeah. people always ask, like, uh, what other books do you recommend? For young readers or for readers of your books, like what else do you think that they would like? And I, I never, I don't have anything like in the holster ready to go. You should send them than, to Matthew Winner's website. That's oh. what I'm saying. Like yeah. this is the place to go, people. Allthewonders.com. Allthewonders.com. A L L W O N D E R S. dot com, and that is where Matthew and his associates are building a hub for people to go and see what is what and what is great. In Kid Lit, and he's invited—he's invited us to write pieces for that website, and I think we should both take him up on it. Oh, I agree. It just had, we got to get around to doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I'm working on a book. I'm also working that on a book. book. I got—I got a list of things I'm going to do. Hey, I'm also working on a book, and uh, I also have a list of things. You and me are both working on the books. Hey, also speaking of you and me and books and Matthew Winner. You and I. You and I have both appeared. Both appeared. Yeah, that's what I said. Have both appeared on Matthew Winner's w- podcast. That's right. He has a podcast. Let's get busy. Let's get busy, which you can find at allthewonders.com in their podcasts area. And that is where Matthew talks to every week. He talks to a notable in Kidlet, a writer, an illustrator. Wait, what was that first word you just said? <laughs> In kidlit, oh, in kidlit, in kidlit, yeah, kid, yeah, short for kid literature. In kidlit, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought what I heard you say was in kidlit, in kidlit, yeah. Like 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 kibbles and bits, like some sort of ver- version of kibbles and bits. Well, when you when you take when you heat kibbles and bits to four hundred and fifty one degrees, they turn into paper and then burn up. No, it turns into a kidlit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought kibbles is what you use to start the fire. Listen, we didn't start the fire. That's kibbling. Did, I, I That's, think we did. You start I a think fire. Billy Joel. Billy Joel didn't he have a song about hey, how we started the fire? Hold on. You start a fire with kibbling. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then, and then when it's burned out, you have kiblet. Right. If you if you are using that fire to heat up kibbles and bits to 451 degrees, Matthew is also on Twitter at Matthew Winner. Exactly how you would spell those two words, Matthew and Winner, at Matthew Winner. Allthewonders.com. Let's get busy podcast at Matthew Winner. Chris, what do you got to talk about for yourself? Well, everything relevant to me is found at ChrisGComics.com. G-Man Books, G-Man Webcomics, G-Man Video Games. It's all there, folks. Check it out. ChrisGComics.com. And everything relevant to me is at HatterEntertainment.com, which you might be at right now. And my book, Picks One Weirdest Weekend, is available at PicksComic.com. And with the coupon code CRUISIN, you will save 15% off your purchase of that book if you buy it from that site. It's also available on Amazon, so just buy it from there or your local comic book store. Me too, Amazon also, and me, other bookstores. Me too, Amazon also. That's the name of your fourth album. I think we (laughs) (laughs) The movie is Jack Reacher. We are in the middle of... uh, We are actually in the middle of Top Toms as we take this break. Well, then let's 
Let's an, get let's get back to it. It was an unprecedented take a break mid top toms. So let's reach the end of this, right? Reach oh, the end. Let's of get this? to the bot. Let's get to the bottom of the top toms. Let's get to the bottom of it. Perfect. Perfect. Back to the show. We're back. Ready for round two. Rumble of an engine. Engines revving. Reaching for high RPMs. There's this guy. There's this guy. One shirt off. There it is. Jacket on. (laughs) We promise Tom will have his shirt off in this movie. He doesn't care about proof. This is the line I read earlier. Yeah. Care about Way to ball. spoil the trailer, Chris. Sorry, folks. He only cares about what's right. He knows what I did. You can't protect me. That car was awesome. Was like a Dodge Charger? No one can. It was loud. It had its own voice. I like it. Tom Cruise? Cruise did all the car driving stunts. You think I'm a hero? And then this music sounds like Mission Impossible. Did he do all the car driving stunts? He did. That's that's in my list of. I can actually believe that. Girl with underwear. It's a pretty lady. As far as we can tell. Because I have nothing to lose. He's not a hero. Jack Reacher. Remember, you wanted this. This should be a top nut shots. Really? They even show it in the trailer. A couple nut shots in that. Hey, we're mid top toms. This might be one. It might be. Should be. It might be. All right, that was the trailer for Jack Reacher, and now, previously, on cruising together. Chris, you want to bring us up? You want to uh, bring us up to speed on where we were last? Uh, when last we spoke, uh, we were talking. Our, our first top Tom from Matthew Winter was the fight at Jeb's house between Tom and two thugs in the bathroom. That's right. The Keystone Cops, Three Stooges, bathroom yes. brawl. All aspects of it were discussed in depth. We got into a little bit of science. All right, my top Tom. Because we're going to continue, right? Yeah. That's how we Please. do it. Yeah, we're going to go round the round. It's called Top Toms. We're going to try to eliminate all Plural. of this. We're going to try. Matthew, me, here's what we're going to do. So Chris at the beginning said he had five Top Toms. Matthew had three. I had two. Let's see if Matthew and I can knock out all five of yours with our five. Okay. All right. So I'll go now and see if we knock out another one of Chris's. My Top Tom, and I feel like this should be everybody's Top Tom, because it is certainly... The coolest thing in the movie is when he's got that sweet car and the car chase has happened and he just gets out and lets it roll and joins that crew wait for the bus. And then that dude gives him his hat and they all just get away clean as a whistle. All right, now, listen, I'll say this. It's not in my top toms. And there's a and the reason it's not in my top toms is because it's in my cruise control segment. Oh, we can't. We cannot cruise oh, control right now. Ooh. Well, you know, I, we can do it we now. Have, we can do it, uh, it is, it doesn't it matter is to me. in my top toms. All right, so that's one of your three. 
It is one of my three. Yeah. All right. Chris, two against one. <laughs> Does that mean we're beginning cruise control for? <laughs> I wonder a brief if though. No, no, we can't go into cruise control okay. yet. We're gonna, right. I'm, I'm, I'm invoking co-host. Pro- What's that? I wonder if it's just a moment, Chris, that you're disagreeing with, because there were the, sort of the, the the badassness that I liked about this was the the crowd mentality just like accepted him. <laughs> this I car just, scene happened, and the crowd's just like, "Yeah, come on in." Getting, and, oh, yeah, yeah we're I getting so close I, yeah, to I cruise suspect control that territory. This is what his issue is, because there is a oh, okay. Really? But here's, I realized something in our haste to talk to Matthew, in our haste to talk about Jack Reacher. In our haste of hastiness, here's something we didn't do. We didn't talk to each other, Greg. No. I am one of your hosts. We're not connecting the way we <laughs> used just to. Let me say well, I you didn't introduce yourself. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Greg Shegel. And I am a other one of your hosts, Chris Jeruso. Okay. Now we can proceed. All right, so now we Oof. both have the police evasion. Matthew, would you like to say your third one? Yeah, my third one is um I really liked just how attractive and irresistible Jack Reacher was from the moment we met him. You just see women's heads turning to this guy, and I thought, <laughs> I don't really know what this movie's about. I didn't think it was about, like, an ultra-attractive guy, but I like that we're kind of saying, like, oh, and also. <laughs> yeah, he's a full stud. I think I liked it out of the ridiculousness for it. All right, Chris, is that on your list? Jack Reacher as a... Don Juan figure. We've been watching every Tom Cruise movie one by one. And this is which movie now? 30, 40? 36. 36. I wasn't phased at all by people thinking Tom Cruise was attractive. No, no. We're talking about Jack Reacher. All due due respect. (laughs) Jack Reacher. Talking about Jack Jack Reacher. Reacher. Because I I don't, I mean, I've seen a lot of the Tom Cruise movies, but I don't remember many where people just keep looking at him like the real-life Tom Cruise going like, oh, my word, he's so attractive. Although I will point out that they weren't looking at him saying, oh, my word, he's so short, because that was one of the criticisms of Tom Cruise right. being cast for this character that's allegedly like 6'5 in the books or something. Yeah. I, 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 knew, I knew that that was a comment about the movie, and the, there were certain scenes where I'm like, I think it's better that he's short, particularly when he's beating the crap out of people. He's like the Wolverine. He's like the Wolverine, which will bring up... My top Tom, my next top Tom, Tom pops his claws, which is specifically where we first meet Sandy, the run up to that fight on the street. Everything about that I thought was great. He's completely chilled out at ease. He's handling things. He he knows more than all of them know, and he takes them down Jack Reacher style. <laughs> I thought that was a great sequence. Which is kicking them in the nuts. <laughs> it was an excellent. If you learn anything sequence. in the army, he, it he is gave to him, kick people between the legs. He gave them. Yeah. He gave them every opportunity to back away. And that is actually part of. There's a corollary to that, which is I liked how much of his action was gunless. Like it wasn't until the very end of the movie that he even uses a gun at all. He uses hands, some sticks, maybe a knife, but he's mostly using his hands and his feet. Yeah, he, Let's face it, he did not even use that knife. Yeah, he didn't even use that knife. He basically uses a gun until he absolutely... He basically uses his hands until he absolutely has to use a gun. And I appreciated that. Because, I don't know, it's nice to see somebody not always just shooting everybody. 
I feel like, too, we had so much focus on a gun, on a shooter in the beginning of the movie, or really the whole movie, that it, it was a nice parallel to not also show another guy using a gun that sort of separated him from any sort of the possibility I feel like that, we need to open a, somehow a, a, a new segment. Involved. What's the new segment? A, a segment where we, we, we go down like every time Tom uses a gun in this movie. In this movie? Yeah. Should we do this during cruise control or do you want to? Well, look, <laughs> you certainly don't want to do segments within segments. You've established that. Well, here. So this is just the liquid circle back to that. How about we just call this? If we have time. How about we call this Chris G's guns, please? Pop, pop, pop. Go. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think the first time we see him use a gun is at the gun range. Yes. And this is when. Robert Duvall's character, Martin Cash, says Rubbin is racing. He says to him, he says Rubbin is racing from, from Days of Thunder. Yep. And this time around, he says, all right, well, I'm not going to answer any of your questions unless you can shoot really good. Yeah. So, like, it's like you got to like, jump through tasks. Yeah. Through, Rubbin is racing, man. Jump through tasks? Yeah, you have to jump through tasks. He makes him <laughs> jump through these dumb hoops. To, tasks. Like, okay, I, he has to jump through tasks. Tasks. If he was jumping through hoops, it makes sense. And yeah. Then, so so then he impresses him. Hoops like a bullseye. It's like three concentric there hoops. You go. He impresses <laughs> he impresses James Barr so much. He doesn't impress James Barr. I he mean, impresses he impresses Robert Martin Duvall. Cash. Martin Cash is his name. Rubbing his racing. Martin Cash can tell after four shots fired, he's like, Oh, I know who this is. It's Jack Reacher. Yeah. <laughs> he also probably recognized him. He said he saw him ten years ago. Yeah. So he probably rec- he hasn't changed that much in no, ten no. years. He recognized how I mean, accurate he was. If the ladies turned to see Jack Reacher, I think that a, a guy would re- would remember that face as well. I don't want to go through all the rest of the times he uses a gun. All right, that's Chris G's guns, please. Pop, pop, pop. Back I, to top toms. What else you guys got? I think that's all of ours. What? Yeah. All right. I yeah that, we shared one. I shared two. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you got? Let's go, Chris. Okay. There's they established early on. He's got a photographic memory. He remembers the date on the quarter. He remembers the serial number on the rifle. Is when that photographic goes, or he just has a very good memory for certain things? He goes, he's in the room and he's looking around. The guy says, oh, if you know, you can come back here anytime you want. He's like, I don't need to. Yeah. So yeah he yeah. didn't take any notes. I don't need to. Right. So then later. Uh, By the way, I also knew the date on the quarter because I they was such a close up on that quarter. I was like, oh, it's a 1968 <laughs> yeah. quarter. Yeah, but let me answer this question, <laughs> Mr. Photographic Memory. Sure. Boasting. Thomas Maypo, Thomas Cruz Maypother the no, fourth. No, no, no. It's an even harder question. Uh, you think you know everything about quarters. Okay. <laughs> so, what was on the back of that? What animal? What national bird was on the back of that quarter? The turkey, the wild turkey, Benjamin Franklin style. You Thank you it. very much. You did it. I know birds, bro. End of the movie. So or, that was one of your top toms? He has a photographic memory? I haven't finished it. I'm trying oh. to get back to it. Holy moly. Continue. He's, a, he's on the phone with those guys. They're trying like, to, you got to come. He's trying to get back to it as if I keep interrupting him. <laughs> Can I finish? Go ahead. I mean, do you want me to finish? As far as I'm concerned, we can close out the whole Top Tom segment. I don't get... Oh, but we're missing three of yours. Yeah, let's three. get to it, man. That is... You're acting like I keep to... stopping you from getting through your long list. <laughs> we talked about reaching out and touching someone. Yeah. Using oh. the phone. There is a sequence where they're going back and forth on the phone. They hang up like five times in a row. 
Yeah. It's almost like Tom is like just pranking the bad guys at this it's point. It's like that scene in Swingers, but different. And 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 eventually the guy says, hey, you got to come down here like right now. Tom gets like really mad. He's, Tom starts trash talking. Like super threatening at this yeah. point. He's turning the tables on the guy. This guy thought, hey, I'm going to threaten you. I'm threatening this girl. Yeah, he says, the girl's yours. On second thought, I want to kill you. Jack Reacher says, I'm a drifter with nothing to lose. Oh, we got another quote. Is that a quote? I mean to beat you to death and drink your blood from a boot. <laughs> that was a good line. Right? <laughs> yeah. That was good. He says, now you're going to give me the address? And then, the, and then there's like a pause. The guy says, you got a pen? And he follows up with, don't need one. Like, like all that trash talking builds up to like... <laughs> Like a, a callback to like how he doesn't need to write things down because he can remember them. Like that's the most like it's building. Like that's supposed to be the most intimidating part of this conversation. Sure, I thought it was kind of like anticlimactic and funny. I think I don't think it was meant to like make you. That's my top Tom. <laughs> that's one of them. Okay. All right. If he doesn't need I to write anything mentioned... down, though. Huh? If he doesn't need to write anything down, though, just thinking of that, you're right. I mean, that was, they emphasize that a lot that he's got this photographic memory. Why did he have Sandy write down the address? Like, he didn't he ask her to write it down? Jeb's address? Yes. Yes, he did. I think that secretly he wanted to get in her pants. I think he wanted to do a handwriting analysis on her. And that's when he was like, uh, oh, you need to get out of town because he could tell from her handwriting that she was in trouble. Your handwriting clears you. Get out of town. Yeah. Matthew Winters got a great point there. Did it? Yeah, but I just I just answered why. Sure, you did. You made a perfectly reasonable <laughs> That's true. explanation. Well, that, yeah. yeah, handwriting analysis. <laughs> All right, there, there's two more on this list I mentioned already. Tom borrows any car he wants at will. Uh, Tom did all his car driving stunts for real. That, I feel like that. The, I feel like that second one, that one, the first one you said should be Jack borrows any car he wants at will. The next one should be Tom does all his driving well, and, stunts. And well, then. I'm going to disqualify all of your top toms. What are you talking about? Because you're talking about things Jack did. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom Cruise plays Jack Reacher. So I win. Tom did all the car driving <laughs> stunts. That's the only top tom in this movie. Oh, come on. Tom plays Jack Reacher. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> My list is invalid. I'm glad you think the, the, the uh, car stunts were good. This is funny. Yeah, you know what? I, I mean, you never want to invalidate somebody's top toms, but... I thought that car chase was okay. <laughs> it felt like to me like he did his own stunt. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of hood of mounted. Not surprising ca- to me. Yeah, a lot of hood mounted cameras, which was a neat effect. But no, I didn't get a sense no, no, of that. no, no. Those were all selfies. Oh, selfies. They were all vines. <laughs> <laughs> they That's a lot together. of six second vines to just loop together. It was smooth right. though. Chris, H- hood mounted camera. Chris. I, say, I never heard anything so ridiculous. You know what? You're right. They're all vines. Fair point. <laughs> That's top toms. I right? got one more. Oh, God. Come on. All right. <laughs> Tom epic. abruptly walks away from people when he's done talking to them. <laughs> I, I like the way, like, when the first scene he shows up, he's talking to the DA and the and the, and the, uh, the detective police guy, <laughs> the, police, the policeman. Yeah. The and he copper. walks in, and they're like, "Well, you can't, you can't see the evidence." He's like, "All right, thanks a lot." And he just walks out, and they and they, they they chase after him. He's like, "No, no, you had your chance to give me the evidence. We're, I'm done with you." And then and then uh, when he when he meets Helen the first time, and then she says, "Okay, hi," and then just when he walks away, and then she has to chase after him. That, that's that's boss. 
I think this is your favorite Tom Cruise movie. Close it out. You hate James Brown. James Brown killed my parents. No, no. James, why? (laughs) Yeah, James, why? James Barr. James Barr. (laughs) Nice. That was excellent. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Since we skated around it and Chris's sheet of paper looks like it's got a lot to talk about, let's start cruise control. This is a story about control. Cruise. And this time I'm going to do, do, do it my way. This is cruise control. Before right. you before you launch into this, Chris, there are people listening who have never <laughs> like heard this before. And Chris's I, engine is revving. We need to. Yeah, you're like vroom, vroom, Jack Reacher style. I need to explain <laughs> what we're about to do. Tell me, Greg. Tell me. I'm not telling you. I'm telling the listeners. Tell the listener, Greg. Tell the listener. Cruise control is a segment on the show whereupon we are given control of the movie to tell you, the listener, and each other what we would change about said movie. Chris, since you are revved up and ready to go, you're in cruise control. You both saw fit to include the bus stop scene yeah. in your Top Tom's list. Because it was radical. He's, he's been in this huge car chase. <laughs> he's chasing after the bad guys. The police are chasing after Jack Reacher. True. Tom loses the bad guys. The police yes. have not yet caught up to Jack Reacher. Correct. He steps out of the car and just lets it roll. Beautiful. Down the street without him in it. So cool. He disappears into a crowd of people waiting at a bus stop. Right. Just as the helicopter He punches arrives, his chest and disappears to the crowd. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this would not be a cruise control if that were... That might be... That should be your cruise control. You thought of it. I I wish I had thought of it first. Just keep talking. All right. So he steps into the crowd of people. Now, everybody there should reasonably be able to see something serious is going on here. Yeah. This maniac just, like, (laughs) left a car, go down the street. There's a helicopter that just came out of nowhere looking for him. There's police cars coming. Yep. I think a reasonable person would Especially go... Especially in a post-9-11 world. A reasonable person would think, this guy's dangerous. Yes. He's a bad guy. Agreed. But they all just instinctively, as Matthew Winter mentioned before, just knew to uh, to cover him. F, to, the, to help F him, the police. Help him disappear. F the police. Now, what as I N- would w- change... It's NWA, right? Or is that Public Enemy? That is a group of rappers. Which one? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's NWA. It's come to <laughs> so how would you? Yeah, how wait, would you? So, go, did you... <laughs> okay, I, I'm not, I want to jump in, but I, I want to let you finish the why. <laughs> what you want to change about this. The NWA <laughs> was the National Wrestling Association, <laughs> which featured the, the Stinger. <laughs> yeah. I believe they had the Dingo Warrior before he became the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, but they were also straight out of Compton. The Ultimate Warrior and Sting were straight out of Compton. Yeah. They came in together. They were bodybuilders. Right. Finish turned your, wrestlers. Finish your cruise. We want to know what you Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You want me to actually stick? No. Yes. To the cruise and control well, topic that I was like trying so hard to concentrate only, on. Only, only for Matthew's sake. <laughs> he has school tomorrow. Oh, that's sweet of you. Thank you. (laughs) 
Look, okay. I could talk about NWA all day. Well, who, now, who is NWA again? <laughs> a group of rapsters who said F the police. Why did they say that? That sounds like a bad thing to say to Well, them. maybe they were talking about Emerson, who was bad news. Yeah, but maybe... Maybe the maybe the group of people that were waiting for the bus kind of said F the police as well. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they were of? all listening to the NWA. <laughs> Here's what I would change, finally, were that I were in control of this movie and would, the scene per- in particular. Would that you were. I would establish that all of the bus stop pedestrians were also watching the same movie we've been watching so that they would know Jack Reacher is the good guy. I'm not going to dispute cruise control, but it's very confusing and meta. You, they kind of. I think they do know that it's that he's the good guy. That's why they hide him, right? No, I'm Chris saying is saying he they, wants them to be watching the same movie we're watching. They, they know he's the good guy. The only way they could know he's the good guy is if they've been watching oh, the same movie we've watching. been watching. <laughs> so they need to establish. It. It. Maybe they all have iPads and they're like streaming it or something. But in order for well, me to understand why they wouldn't. Immediately yeah, all, call him out. They must the, have seen it. It's all yeah, it's, it's all, all been vined. Vine. They've been watching it the whole time. He's been vining it. You said he was vining it the whole time. They've just been watching the vines. No, Tom Cruise oh, wait, wait, wait. was vining the scenes for the movie. Yeah, well, yeah. How, well, so how, how this is how Vine works. <laughs> On Vine, you, you <laughs> people subscribe to your right. account. I think I'm, though, Chris, I'm, I think they actually, I think they were watching it because when when. When when Jack pulls up, he notices the crowd all looking down the street, probably at a giant billboard that's projecting the movie like uh you know, like a drive in style, only it's a it's a bus stop drive in. And then he just gets out of his car and joins the group because he wants to see what's going on in the movie too. So so what and you're, then they what you're saying him. is that the the thing that I wanted to change is actually already in the movie. Yeah. I think it's already happening, but probably the director was like, Oh, that'd look a little weird like when they have the picture of the person in a portrait, holding a picture of them, holding a picture of them, holding a right. picture of them. They probably thought that'd be picture. a little too weird and confusing after, uh, exactly, after coming out of a, a, a intense car chase, that'd be a little weird. So let's just edit that out. We'll just make it look like they're looking down the street. But I think they already did that. I think the director probably uh, was taking mental notes from your thoughts as well. I will take that as a victory. All right. What else you got, Chris? I feel like you have more there. <laughs> I do have. Well, do we want to round robin this? Do we one? want to round robin this thing, Matthew? Would you like to present a cruise control? I, yeah, I have something I want to. I have something that I want to change, which is that I felt like um, if I could change this, I would have um, Tom Cruise uh, prior to making this film have a little more history in driving cars recklessly because this felt a little bit like. Um, it, it felt like it was getting away from what a badass this guy was. I mean, this is a, a sniper. No one can find him. He's whatever. He's like this super amazing guy. And yet he specifically when he's driving down that tunnel and the cars are coming at him, he's a little swervy, a little, a little crazy, even though he's seeing the cars at him. Maybe he has a depth perception problem. He needs glasses, which I can understand. But then when he comes out of the tunnel and somehow there's no cars at all around him and he tries to jump over the median he overshoots his turn and then has to kind of go the wrong direction and then turn again and then it just felt a little, little, little uh, bumpy there. So you would want him to be a better stunt driver. I, w- I would like to maybe just be a better driver. Period. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that that. He, <laughs> well, again, as you I'm assuming that 
as, yeah. as you yourself pointed out, he's unlicensed. He, he correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that means every maybe, car maybe he, they were he trying to remind into, us that he's unlicensed. Every car he stepped into in this movie was like the first time he got into that car. It's almost. I feel like your real cruise controls. He should get a driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. Although being being. I mean, much maybe much like a child. Then Chris, if this is the first time he gets into that car and he just like grabs that stick shift, <laughs> and it's kind of perhaps an extension of his penis. Oh, and he's like, "We're gonna drive now." You're saying he's jerking it. <laughs> he, I mean, he's ready to go. Okay, which might mean that at the end of the tunnel scene, he loses a little control. We can look at that. Um, we can analyze that too, prematurely. But, uh, you're saying? <laughs> I perhaps. I think that. Um, I think that he needed to come out of that tunnel a little bit, a little bit better. Come out of that um, tunnel. Come out of that come out tunnel. Of that tunnel. Wow, you did it! You did yeah. it, Matthew Winter. Yeah. You he, said it. You did it. There it is. You did it. Crossed, he was into the tunnel and out. And, line. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best. This exciting. We made it, you guys. You Yay. did it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> My cruise control is stronger sexual innuendos, apparently. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna throw out this one. I saw this immediately and it bothered me beyond beyond any real belief. Going back to that scene in the bar. The scene opens on the bar. Establishing shot of the bar. The song that is playing is House of Pain's Jump Around. And nobody's jumping. Nobody is jumping. <laughs> nobody's even bopping their heads. Somebody, at least one person, should be either bopping their head or jumping because you cannot hear that song and not do one of those two things. Thank you. Good point. Yeah, that's one of mine. I have two more, but can, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. Back to the baseball bat to the head. Sure. Scenario. <laughs> the scene rich, rich with science. Okay. The next time he sees Helen in Helen's office, and he's, look, he's looking out the window, and Helen's talking to him. And as she's talking, in mid-sentence, she looks up, and she stops what she's saying, and she says, what is that on your head? Yeah. And you know from having watched it that it's, she must be talking about something like... Like a welt it's on gotta his be, head? Yeah, it's got to be related to the fact that he took a baseball bat to the back of his head. Yeah. But I rewound that scene five, six, seven, eight times. There's nothing on his head for her to have even noticed. He's got blood on his collar. He has blood on his collar, but she didn't say... It looks like you have blood on your collar. She doesn't say, what is that on your collar? She says, what is that on your head? There's no bandage there. Oh, yeah. There's no bump. I wonder if that's a line from the book that they just kept in there and they didn't do the, the, the makeup to show him have a welt well, on his head. Oh, yeah. and I'm thinking of the wrong timeline, too. I was going to say maybe it was that, you know, he in in the scene, in, in the car chasing scene, when he gets out and he's with the crowd and he puts on that hat and then he takes it off. I was going to say, I actually... Thought the the little nod to look how good I still look. My hair is still nice. But then perhaps Helen in your scene is saying your hair doesn't look good. But that was actually the scene before. So that doesn't yeah, yeah. theory doesn't By the hold way, up. Baseball bat to the head excuses his poor driving skills. I think that's also true. But here's a question. Oh, true, true. What would you change about that scene then? I would have a big bandage on the back of his head. <laughs> okay, very good, Matthew. <laughs> Do you have anything else you would like to see change? <laughs> like a spider egg bump on the back of his head. Of course. Um, yeah, I I felt like <clears throat> I felt like I have a problem with Helen. <laughs> Helen, um, I, more that were uh, is I, she not I established? Think, I think as I know this... where we're going with this, but keep going. Oh, okay, 
I feel like Helen is established pretty early on as this woman who never loses a case. That uh, her 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 um, what's that? I think it's her father that never loses the case. The DA. Oh, the father never loses the case. They never. Okay, that makes more sense then, because I felt like <laughs> she was such a. She was so needy to her daddy. I felt like you are the whiniest. Like, who wants to help you? You're annoying. <laughs> and then also her shirt gets lower and lower. And still she's like, Tom, I don't want you. Or that Jack, shirt, I Yeah, that shirt away. definitely gets lower and she does more running. Were, were I in control of that scene? And she does more the running. The shirt would get <laughs> removed? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> just go all. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's why, that's I'm why speaking way out of turn. No, that's why you have to see Gone Girl where she's a whole different kind of character. Oh, that's seen. the same actress. That's where I knew her. Yes. Got it. She's very different as, yeah. as Amy and Gone Girl. Yeah. Significantly no, I, different. I was just kind of – I felt like it didn't fit the tone of the movie that she was sort of so whiny and helpless. All the other characters in here seem pretty strong, but it it just seemed a little weird that he – I don't know. She definitely falls so... into tropes. She's definitely in a, in a very it, much it a trope. It falls into tropes, yeah. yeah. Well, she's there. Uh, with, she, she is, she is there looking... for Tom Cruise to show how smart Tom Cruise is. Yeah, this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Well, ah. certainly. Yeah, because they're in the, the scene where all the photos are, all the evidence is laying out on her on her table, and he's just sort of sitting there like, "Well, come on, come on, girl, come on, figure it out. You're smart. Come yeah, figure but it even out. after it's all together. spelled out, she still says like, yeah, "This is just a theory. Uh, it was yeah, just a bar fight." Right. All right, yeah. so hold on. So now this is going to segue into my next cruise control, actually, which is there are two instances. Or Jack Reacher gives advice to women. And both of that piece of it, one, one to Sandy says, get out of town. And to Helen, he says, don't talk to anyone. And they both don't do what he says. My cruise control would be both of them would follow his advice. Sandy gets out of town. Helen doesn't tell her father anything. They're both going to be fine. And Jack Reacher will save the day. That's my second cruise control. <laughs> Listen to Jack Reacher. Chris, next. <laughs> I have one more after this. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to skip one of them. Okay. We can circle back if you guys are dying to know what it is. But I'm going to skip ahead <laughs> to uh, the final scene where Jack Reacher conf- confronts the uh, the prisoner. What do they call him? I can't remember. His, his, Werner Herzog's yeah, Ver- character. Werner Herzog. The, the ultimate villain. The, the big boss. The two-fingered pr- prisoner villain bad, bad guy. Yeah. And he's killed everybody else. Yep. Werner Herzog, the big boss, he's the only one left. Yep. Helen asks, were you really going to shoot him? And Jack Reacher says, I knew I wouldn't have to. One look at this guy, and you know he'll do anything to survive. One look at me, you know I'm not bluffing. So my cruise control is I would want any of that exchange to make some sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's not where I saw this going. She asked, were you really going to shoot him? And he says, I knew I wouldn't have to. And then he he says this whole thing about like, look at like, this doesn't have anything to do with whether or not he has to shoot him or was going to shoot him. It doesn't explain anything. The only thing that, that makes some sense is like is the one look at this guy. You know he'll do anything to survive because they've established before he had to bite up, he had to chew, he had to eat his own fingers off to survive in prison. Right. But like I don't know why one look at Jack Reacher would let me know that he's not blood. We've established 
that he's given advice to two girls that they didn't take. Yeah. Like if if you if you if you knew he wasn't bluffing, they would have they would have both taken his you, advice. You think. So none of that makes sense. I don't know what it meant. I think it was just like a clumsy way of saying stuff that sounded cool. No, that's fair. That's a fair cruise control. Yeah, there were there were some lines in this that I felt like were were better written than the rest of the movie, which made me feel like I wonder if these are lines they pulled from the book that they wanted to keep in because they, they do sound really smart and it's worded really well, but perhaps the rest of the context isn't there to make it sound. Sure. I mean, that could have <laughs> like been it almost sounds like they're sense. being smart. To yeah, sound maybe, smart. maybe, maybe there was the more editing. said and, and they edited it out yeah. so that it didn't make sense. In which case yeah. my cruise control would be, let me see the whole scene. There you go. <laughs> Matthew, do you have another one, or are you are you I, I have a, my my I I I thought this movie was great, um, but one of the things that um, <laughs> I had a problem with because it just made me hungry <laughs> is that and this is a horrible time to be hungry because it, it was whenever they kept showing the sniping scenes over and over, but they kept showing the Slurpee blowing up in <laughs> slow motion over and over and over, and I just sort of wanted. While while Jack was retracing the scene, I just sort of wanted him to be like sipping on a Slurpee, like putting it all together. Um, that was the one missing through line. We explained all the all of the uh, witnesses, but I wanted the the Slurpee to get a little bit more attention. Okay, because <laughs> otherwise there was no eating in this movie. I didn't understand why people don't eat. Um, Wait, Jack Richards at least once they're in the diner. He's getting coffee. Doesn't eat. Right? Oh, he's eating. At one point, he is eating. I don't recall him eating. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We see him hand out. Well, and that's when he hands the uh, plate that appears to be full yeah. of food, hands it to the lady and gives her the uh, the Jack Reacher look. Yeah. 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 She And she returns it. I've got room for more, baby. I've got one last cruise control. At the end of the movie, uh, he's killed almost everybody. The only two people not dead are the prisoner and Emerson, the cop. Emerson's got Helen arm around her. He's got a gun pointed at her and a gun pointed at the door. And Tom Cruise, as Jack Reacher, just jumps in, takes a shot that is impossible, (laughs) and kills Emerson. Like, shoots him in the head behind Helen's head. It's insane. That should have been more believable. They could have done that more believably in some way. Maybe you could have shot from the side, from a side window. I'm going to argue. I'm going to argue this. We just saw him prove... Two, that he doesn't bluff. To Martin Cash, Robert Duvall's character. What a great shot he is. Yeah, but this is there's a difference between being a great shot when you're looking at a target and you have a scope versus in the rain, going into a room, having never been in that room, not knowing where anybody is, <laughs> with a gun pointed at you and getting the shot off first. It's crazy town. And my only cruise control is make it a little more believable. It stretched the bounds <laughs> of believability in an already unbelievable movie. All right. Thanks. Well, now, now now you've inspired me to go back to the one I skipped. Get back to where he once belonged. Okay. He's killed everybody except the final three guys. <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, guy, the guy who actually did the framing <laughs> and sniping. Yeah, the actual sniper. The actual sniper. The one that Tom promised he was going to beat him with his drink his blood, drink his blood from a boot. Drank his blood from a boot. Well, yeah. So he he followed up on his promise to like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you with my bare hands. He throws his gun away. Yeah. Like, every time I see that cliche, 
Am I saying that word right this yep. time? It just annoys me. I'm like, now, now he's going to get killed. Or now he's he's throwing away. He should have just shot the guy and been done with it. Yeah, but see. But I, since he didn't, then he should have drained his blood, put it in a boot, and then drank from it. Agreed. <laughs> That's cruise control. Yeah, we definitely were missing Tom Cruise drinking blood. <laughs> All right. So now okay. we've seen him do it in movies past. That's right. I was just going to say. And he did call on him. a lot of his past movies powers for this movie. Like? He did a... He did a I'm a, I could tap on that. I can't name the movie, but he did... The, I, I'm seeing a signature move of Tom Cruise, which is that there's this scene... You're talking uh, about all the right moves? When, uh, <laughs> all this, the right signature a, moves. A singular right move. Correct. All, right. all the right signature moves. Um, where he does this thing where he... Uh, someone's coming behind him. I think it was the cop that called him. Some Whomever it was. Um, he looks down to the right, and then he turns around uh by turning over his left shoulder and it was just sort of a sachet that i was like i've seen this is a tom cruise move i've seen him do this before i'd have to go back and look at other movies to to note it but it could be an internet meme the way that he was turning around this way i feel like i'm failing as a tom cruise expert because i can't conjure any of those up and that's on me matthew that's on me as soon as i saw it it just felt familiar Hmm. and kind of a nice oh this is a tom cruise thing well, the thing, but, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, to to build on that, other other skills that he accesses from previous movies, the uh, the aforementioned photographic memory, that uh, that uh, what's his face, Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to write anything down. Uh, he accesses the skill to team up with Robert Duvall. That's right. That's a great skill. Skills <laughs> And it comes in very handy. Yeah, he could not have won without him. True. And the orgy of evidence from Minority Report. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs>